There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed. Song of the redeemed. Well, thank you for tuning into the podcast once again this day. As we begin to develop this podcast, we have determined that we're not going to make this a political sounding board. This is not going to be an opinionated sounding board, but rather we're going to deal with the doctrines of the Word of God. We've been dealing with uh, Psalms of Messiah, Messianic Psalms. We've been dealing with Psalm chapter 6, David's Psalm here, writing of Jesus Christ, where his bones are sore vexed, and it speaks of his soul also being sore vexed. This is our third day of dealing with this matter of vexation, or to be vexed. And so I take a couple of the looks at the scripture here, and we'll see in Isaiah 63 and verse 10, the word of God says this, but they rebelled, he's speaking, of course, of those that have turned against God, and vexed his Holy Spirit. Now, that's not the Holy Ghost. That's the Spirit of God, and he's holy. The description there, his spirit is holy. Therefore, he was turned to be their enemy, and he fought against them. Then he remembered the days of old, Moses and his people, saying, Where is he that brought them up out of the sea with the shepherd of his flock? Where is he that put his Holy Spirit within him, that led them by the right hand of Moses with his glorious arm, dividing the water before them to make himself an everlasting name? And so we see the Lord has those that have turned against him. They've rebelled against him. And the Bible said this, they vexed his Holy Spirit. It goes along with Psalm 78, where they limited the Holy One of Israel. God could not do what he wanted to do. God could not do what he needed to do because of those that withstood him. The New Testament doctrine is that there are those that do resist the Holy Ghost. God cannot do the work he wants to do because of the resistance in the hearts of men. But here explicitly, the Word of God says that they vexed his Holy Spirit. And so they themselves have resisted God so strongly that there's no liberty, there's no freedom, and so God has turned back on them, and they become the enemies of God. Ezekiel tells us that in Ezekiel chapter 22, verse 5, those that be near and those that be far from thee, he said, shall mock thee, which are infamous and much vexed. It says in verse 7, in thee have they set light by father and mother, in the midst of thee have they dealt by oppression with the stranger, and thee have they vexed the fatherless and the widow. Verse 29 of Ezekiel 22 said that the people of the land have used oppression and exercised robbery and have vexed the poor and needy. Yea, they have oppressed the stranger wrongfully. And so we see there are those that oppose the work of God. There are those that stand against the law of God. To set light by father and mother is forbidden of God. It's against the law of God. 
to dishonor your father and mothers, to disobey God. And so here they set light by them. But not only that, they've gone against the law of God and they have oppressed the poor and the needy so much. The word of God said that they have vexed them. They vexed the fatherless and the widow. That's why pure religion, undefiled before God, is what? That you visit the fatherless and the widow in their affliction. That's part of pure religion. Because when you see men that have vexed the fatherless, vexed the widow, they vex the poor, they vex the needy, they're against the law of God. They're working against the law of God. And there's a resistance to the things of God. Now we go on here, and again, we're looking at the last little part that we have of vexation. But I want to look at Matthew 15. Let's go to the New Testament. And the Word of God tells us several places in the New Testament of vexation or to be vexed. But here's how the Word of God deals with it. This is not controversial. Uh, This is not trying to be controversial. This is what the Word of God says. In verse 21 of Matthew 15, Then Jesus went thence and departed into the coasts of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coasts and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. But he answered her not a word, and his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. But he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, Is it not meat to take of the children's bread and to cast it to dogs? And she said, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith, be it unto thee even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. And so Jesus Christ introduces to us the vexation that comes, and the word of God said this, with a devil. Now, we in this broadcast, because we deal doctrinally, we do not deal with demons. Demons are imps. Demons are objects of Greek mythology. Devils are found in your King James Bible. And so we're going to deal with this term devil. She's grievously vexed with the devil. There's oppression. There's resistance. There's an affliction to her soul. There very well could be an affliction even to her body. For the word of God said this in Matthew 17 and 15. The word of God says, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic and sore vexed. For oft times he falleth into the fire and oft into the water. And I brought him to thy disciples, and they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? He said, How so long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. And Jesus rebuked the devil, and he departed out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. And so we see parallel scriptures that deal with the same manner. He said, My son is a lunatic. Why? He has a devil. He's sore vexed. This devil is oppressing him. This devil is is crushing him, if you will. I believe it's defeating his soul. I believe it's defeating his body. And so Jesus Christ says that he cast out the devil. Now, again, it's not singular in the sense of the devil as in Lucifer or Satan, but it's one of the many devils, and he had a devil. We read of a man in the book of Luke who had a legion of devils. Amen. That means he had a whole host of devils in him. And so they are the workers of iniquity. 
Uh, many believe, and I believe commonly reported and understood, that they are those fallen angels which were cast out of heaven with Lucifer. And so they're upon this earth, and it's something that we still deal with today. It's the vexation of devils. Now, oftentimes people have in their mind, they have an opinion or a thought that, you know, it's the guy with the pentagram tattoos and the and the witchcraft and sorcery. And oftentimes that is the case. But many times it's the people we see amongst us. It's the people that we see that are mad. The people we see oftentimes even out of their minds, they're lunatics. Uh, their minds are, are being so oppressed with the vexation of devils that they can't think right. His young man often into the fire, the destruction of his body. His soul is being tormented day and night. And it's the people we deal with on a day-to-day basis. Jesus said this kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. He didn't say that we're going to have a, a special a special get-together. We're going to burn incense and light candles. And we're going to sprinkle water. We're going to cast this devil out. No, he said this kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. And we are in a generation today that no doubt is greatly afflicted, even tormented by devils. And so it's not a matter of being spooky or weirded out. It's not a matter of us confronting those devils. It's a matter of faith. And he said, I've not seen such great faith when he spake of this mother. And he said, great is thy faith. Be it even unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. And so it was the faith of that mother is believing God in that mother is her coming to Jesus Christ by faith and believing that God could do the impossible that her daughter's no longer vexed, no longer tormented, no longer under the affliction and the oppression of devils. Luke chapter 6 and verse 18. And again, the word of God deals with these things very plainly. We're not adding to or taking away from the word of God. But they brought men to Jesus and they brought them to be healed. Notice this, the word of God says, of their diseases. And they that were vexed with unclean spirits And the word of God said that they were healed. So Jesus Christ being spoken of in Psalm 6, when it says his bones were vexed, we see that it's an affliction of the body. Now, these are not things that you and I, I don't believe, have the ability to discern. We can't go to the hospital in charismatic fashion and cast out devils and heal people. Uh, We don't have that power within our hands to go lay hands on them and say demons out and They rise up and take up their bed and walk. No, but by prayer and fasting and supplications, those that are afflicted. And by the way, I don't personally know if I have that ability to determine what sicknesses and what diseases are the torment of the vexation of devils. I don't believe I have that ability to know. I don't try to to guess or try to surmise or try to wonder about these things, but we just believe God. And we believe that God is the God of the impossible, a God that works miracles. And I don't believe that we confront these issues. Rather, we take them to Jesus Christ because he in his body bore those diseases. He in his body, his bones were sore vexed with those diseases, with those afflictions. And so we take those needs to him in prayer. And again, we just say what the Bible says, what the word of God says concerning these devils. He said here they were unclean spirits. And they were healed. The book of Acts in chapter 5, the word of God again deals with the same manner in the same likeness. In verse 16, there came also a multitude out of the cities round about unto Jerusalem, bringing sick folks and them which were vexed with unclean spirits. And they were healed, every one. 
And by the way, that's why the word of God in James chapter 5 says, if any among you is afflicted, let him pray. He said, but if any among you is sick, let him call for the elders of the church. It may be that there are those among us that their sickness is because of unclean spirits. And again, this is something people take this to a mystical realm. They've watched too many movies. They've watched too much television. They've watched too much religious programming. They listen to charismatic preachers. These are not things that I think are outside the norm of life. I think these are things that we probably deal with far more than what we realize. And we don't see it as a spiritual problem. We don't realize that this is something God's trying to work through. And so rather we try to make this 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 unusual Hollywood type event, this unusual Hollywood type casting out of devils. I've had several people that I've dealt with in ministry who have confessed to me that they know that they had devils. When Jesus Christ saved them, the devils fled and their life was turned around. I've had other men in ministry say they know they've had unclean spirits. I've had ladies, they had unclean spirits. I myself can say, I know I've had unclean spirits. Why? Because there were things that, looking back, according to the word of God, there was uncleanness. There was a great vexation of my soul, a great vexation of my body, as we're speaking of here. Sicknesses beyond the norm, sicknesses beyond the realm, unexplainable sicknesses. We're in a day when doctors can't figure out what's going on with people. We know so many people today that are afflicted greatly in their bodies, and they cannot figure out what's going on. Could it be there's a vexation of unclean spirits? Could it be they're vexed with uncleanness? God is trying to reveal himself to them. Again, just tell you what the word of God says. Now, I know the skeptic would say, well, I think things are different. Those things don't exist today. Well, if you live in a real world with real people, you'll realize that this is just commonplace. This is something we deal with possibly on a daily basis. I believe in ministry probably at least minimally on a weekly basis. And so it's not something that's abnormal or peculiar or out of sorts. No, it's what the Word of God says. We're dealing with people that are vexed with devils. We're dealing with people that are vexed with unclean spirits. And our job is to help them, is to pray for them. Our job is to fast and to pray, not for us, but that God would be pleased, that God would be satisfied, that God would see the earnestness, that God would see the sincerity of the prayer and the sincerity of the fasting. And we could see a mighty move of God and the healing of people from unclean spirits and from, from unclean devils. And we could see people's lives change with the person of Jesus Christ. That's why he was vexed in his body. That's why he was vexed in his soul. That's why he was touched with these things. That's why he groaned through the night. He watered his couch with tears. He wept sore because of the afflictions that we bear. He was afflicted with the oppressions upon us. He was oppressed with the uncleanness that we have was put upon him. The divers diseases were placed upon him and he bore them in his body. It goes on and tells us then the word of God. As they came with these, great power came upon those apostles. Great power to touch them. Great power to heal them. Apostolic healing. Something that is not available today. The apostles are no longer with us. If a man says he's an apostle, he's a liar and a phony and a fraud. He's in this for money. He's a hireling. There's no apostles living today. But yet we have the power of God through prayer, through fasting. Might I say, this concludes our study on vexation, but join us tomorrow as we continue in the Psalms of Messiah.
There's a lost soul who's tired of his sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord. As he cries for forgiveness and mercy, God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania. 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing for the prodigal. Child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed.